0: Previously on my best friend's journal. I had my normal morning constitutional. Why do we always talk about poop on this podcast? This is the poo cast. It's
1: hard not to, you know what? It's the only it consistent really
0: thing in our life. We always poop, right? We do. Yeah. So I was raised in the church of Christ. I went to summer camp every year and there was no swimming. I was going to say, nobody likes to be fingered. I, I kind of feel that way. I, I totally feel that way.
1: I will, um, hold back on, on the word progressive. Cause I kind of doubt
0: much progressive stuff's going to happen, but things will happen for sure. Coronavirus relief. <laughs> slice of life in our little isolation cell as they're calling them <laughs> i like my alone time i do now i've gotten to enjoy a lot more music uh, glad to be isolated with you by the way in my clothes from the bar the night before i have to like crawl under the gate <laughs> i remember i had on a, a western cut shirt uh, i had like those pearl buttons and until i got rid of that shirt those pearl buttons were all scraped up from the asphalt five years ago he got a book to hold my private thoughts and now we're gonna take a peek Grab a drink! Or smoke some pot Your private thoughts let aloud How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote This shit might get too real Nothing here is sacred I'm haunted by my past it's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this name a little longer first. Is someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and? The world's greatest podcast. Bigger
1: cam. favorite podcast.
0: Hi, Cam. Hi, Mike. How are you? Oh, I'm just
1: fine. Swell even. And by swell, I mean I have some swelling I'm dealing with.
0: (laughs) How are you? (laughs) Uh, I'm okay. Uh, I'm actually quite good. Um, Despite the fact that my office smells like a dank turd. Uh, Not my own. Dog turd. Dog took a big... Damp shit in my office. We'll talk about that in a second. Damp. Yikes. First, damp is right. First of all, welcome to my best friend's journal. I'm Cam. I'm Mike. We did put a poop moratorium on uh, the, you know, conversation list this week because uh, we've talked about it way too much recently, but it's not Just between the two of us. We didn't, like, say
1: it on the show, but after listening back to, like, four episodes in a row, it's like, huh, this sure does come up a lot, huh?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Comes out a lot. I mean, it does come up a lot. You, You know what? I've... I've heard multiple podcast hosts recently talk about this very thing. It's like, we're not going out in the world and having experiences. So we're talking about like (laughs) content. It's like exactly what we do and things that happen in our lives, eating, pooping, watching drag race. Um, and this time, (laughs) what uh, a podcast, what a (laughs) a good title. (laughs) Welcome to eating,
1: pooping and watching drag race. I'm Mike,
0: (laughs) man. We have so many spinoffs in the works. Um, yesterday peter and i went skiing and we were gone for a really long day um and longer than we normally are and apparently poor eleanor had an upset stomach uh she's very good she's very potty trained i mean she's almost 10 she better be she ain't no bina um and <laughs> hey hey i can she... come for my dog but you can't <laughs> i don't mean to disparage your dead dog um no so poor eleanor was uh apparently she had an upset stomach while we were gone i didn't realize it until this morning that she had while we were gone uh gotten as far away from the main living area as possible which happens to be my office and uh laid a, a yeah just a I keep saying late. Pretty, pretty nasty fecal um remnant. (laughs) A fecal bomb. Man, you made that so much worse. (laughs) The new
1: brand at like Bed Bath and Bodywork, or no, That's wrong. That's Bed Bath and Beyond. What is it? Um, Bed Bath. Bath, (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's it. (laughs) It's a brand at Lush.
0: This is our Uh new fecal bomb. It's great for those baths where you want to like feel connected to nature. You stick it right up your butt and feel it effervesce. Um, it was. Gross! And I, I came upstairs. I always come up with my coffee and like go through my email inbox and get some work done. And I rounded the corner to my office, and it was just like a fucking war zone. It was like, oh god! And it was worse. It was worse that it was a full day old. Um, and so now my my office smells like uh, a little bit like turd, a lot like carpet cleaner, which is almost as bad as turd. I really hate that smell. Well, they're so associated. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then also the candle that I lit to to cover it up. So it's a, uh, it's like. It's like Lush, except worse, and that is saying something, because that place smells like hell to me. Like, I walk in, and my head, like, explodes. I hate it. It's too much scent. It's It's like living in the perfume aisle.
1: No, I feel like the scents are more natural than perfume. Perfume can be so chemical and lush feels like it's like rose petals and lilacs and, dirt, and shit. You know? yeah.
0: And, yeah and but dirt,
1: like, yeah, and blood, and Santorum. <laughs> <laughs> Just natural stuff.
0: <laughs> so much of it in one place. It is my personal hell. I hate it. And it's one of those things where you open the door to the mall and you're like – God, there's a fucking Lush here.
1: I don't know where it is. The only store that does that for me in a mall is Abercrombie & Fitch. You can smell Abercrombie & Fitch from a mile away. Mm -hmm. In fact, I've like turned the corner on Fifth Avenue and been like, there's an Abercrombie (laughs) & Fitch about a block from here.
0: (laughs) Fierce room spray. Yeah, they literally pumped it through the vents. Some of my friends that worked... works there in high school, uh, you know, because everyone wore fierce and it was like the scent. It's just like that disgusting teenage boy pheromone scent. Um, But one of my guy friends, one of my fellow gays that works there, he got like, he just took one of the big bottles of room spray, which is the same scent, except like concentrated that they go and spray around. Oh my God. The whole stores. And he used that as cologne. How
1: can you concentrate
0: it anymore? Oh, you can, I think maybe more molecules per spray, but yeah, he, uh, he took that Abercrombie life to the next level. He also wore a lot of popped collars at the same time.
1: Yikes, Um, Question for you. While we're back in your high school days, mm-hmm. you mentioned to me, I know this is part of our talk about the moratorium we put on certain fecal matters. But <laughs> hey, <laughs> fecal matters. Oh, my God.
0: It's, it sounds like the name of a sitcom, a really gross sitcom. It does. Um,
1: the moratorium came up because you brought up a story that you haven't even told me yet about a lack of poop in high school. And I just, I'm dying to know. So can you please explain?
0: Okay. Yeah. Sometimes we are, you know, Mike and I text like all week, every week, and we spend a lot of time talking. And sometimes I save stories specifically for the podcast. So I had a full recovered memory the other day. I was like, Oh my God, I have to bring this up on the podcast. And then second thought immediately was Mike is going to kill me because it's poop again. But it's, uh, it's actually a lack of poop story. And, uh, it was, I was watching big mouth and (laughs) it's, it's pretty fucking great. Um, and there's a new season that came out a few months ago, and I just remembered the other day that it came out. And so I started binging it. Um, and there is the the first few episodes is set instead of at school, the season that's set at like a summer camp. And I had a full recovered memory because one of the main characters cannot poop at summer camp. He is like too freaked out about it. And it hit me like a ton of bricks that I once in my youth went an entire, speaking of a ton of bricks, went an entire week without pooping one time and that was at christian summer camp that was like obligatory and this was by the way the lamest summer camp ever we had we had to go to bible (laughs) you don't say we had to (laughs) well i mean a lot of people go to church camp and still manage to have fun i i mean i'm sure that we had fun but uh i mean we had obligatory bible class every single day we went for an hour every day of the week to (laughs) to bible
1: class wait sorry i have to interrupt have you seen That episode of Kimmy Schmidt, it is the it makes me fucking lose my shit every time. Titus is explaining how he went to a Christian summer camp for kids who are too musical. The only therapy I ever had was a Christian summer camp to try to make boys less
0: musical. It was a total! (laughs) <laughs> of course it was. Uh, yeah, mine was not that. Mine was the lamest version. Um, I mean, we there were all these rules like, uh, God, no one could have shorts that were above the knee, including the girls. There were no tank tops allowed because, I mean, it was like the brand of Christianity I was raised in. It was like uh, the only thing. We weren't allowed to swim in the lake because no mixed swimming. So we only got to go canoeing, uh, competitive canoeing. Uh, and it was just, it was so tough. Anyway, it was set at a state park in Indiana every year, and they had the grossest bathrooms, the grossest bathrooms. And the summer that I was probably like 11 or 12, I went and I could not deal with how gross these stalls were because it's like a state park bathroom where there's like spiders and shit. And I was also very terrified, like youthfully terrified of someone like smelling my dump. So I just did not want to go. I would always try to sneak off when no one else was in the bathroom. But then after like two days of not being able to get any alone time because I like to poop at home. Thank you very much. I was just like mm-hmm. very constipated and then just like let it roll. Um, And so I was like like halfway through the week I was like I think I can do this for a whole week I'm never gonna go to oh that bathroom God. and so I went an entire week without a uh, single dump what so, happened after
1: did you like need laxatives like that is not good for you
0: I don't remember I do remember telling my parents in the car on the way home I was like I'm very uncomfortable I didn't poop all weekend my mom was like what <laughs> <She> was, <laughs> she was not happy i don't exactly remember how we uh we nope i don't exactly remember how i worked that out but uh i i did manage to at some point um reminds me of an old joke my dad loves to tell what does a mathematician do when he's constipated works it out with a pencil
1: oh no no <laughs> uh yeah 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 uh my cousin you stuck worse stuff up there that is true as of you um <laughs> i remember my cousin telling us a story around a campfire once she was a camp counselor for um she's very outdoorsy and used to like lead you know typical outdoor summer camps or something like that please correct me if i'm wrong cousin um but i remember her explaining to us the fickle finger fitch i think is what fi- fickle finger fetch maybe what? fickle finger something f- fickle finger fetch i don't know but yeah the <laughs> idea was like it would be that. I think that's the episode episode title. title. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, they would like go on these outdoor retreats where you would have to uh, poop in a hole in the ground, and naturally, a bunch of the kids were uncomfortable doing that. So they would say, "Um, "If you can't poop, then you know we'll assume something is blocked up, and we'll have to help you with this maneuver." They would threaten
0: to finger children.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I maybe I'm remembering this wrong. Um, Oh my god. Hey there, just got clarification from my cousin. So it was actually called the fecal finger of fate, <laughs> and uh it was indeed a scare tactic. They would tell the kids that if they didn't poop, they might get impacted, and then the counselors would have to go stick their fingers up there to get things moving.
0: <laughs> That's fucked up. I mean, they didn't
1: do it. It was just a way to scare <laughs> the kids. Anyway, the point is that, yes, it was a common enough thing, obviously. Like, I...
0: I never went a week, but I certainly remember trying my damnedest to not poop in school. I think that I can probably say, unless I was sick, I never pooped like at, in, at school or in my high school or anything. Like I, I was very particular growing up. Like I want to do this at home in my own space. Thank you very much. And like, if I were on vacation or something like that, home would be like you know the the hotel room, like whatever is my safe space here. Um, uh-huh. I have since loosened those parameters as an adult. Um, <laughs> don't do it. Don't shake your head at me.
1: <laughs> Slows down on the word loosened and gives me a near wink. <laughs> Honestly, uh, there is nothing more embarrassing than. The smell of one's poop getting out to your, your peers, like, it's awful.
0: I know. Now I'll, like, talk to someone through the door if need be. I don't fucking care. Everyone poops. I'm a grown-ass man. But as a child, You know yeah. what?
1: It is a really good step, I think, and bear with me here, um, to embracing vulnerability. I think once you realize that literally everyone poops and mm-hmm. everyone farts, and once we just, like, nobody's trying to smell other people's poop. It's not pleasant. You don't want to, but, like, to know everyone does it and just accept it and not have— um not allow yourself to be shamed by it is a really good little stepping stone to a world of embracing the vulnerability and perhaps being a bit more open with other things in your life.
0: Well look at you making shit real. Um, I will take shit. it back down really quick. <laughs> Um, I will still laugh out loud, uh, if I'm in a public bathroom and I hear someone like let out like a really airy fart, <laughs> I will absolutely cackle. Sometimes it just catches me. I mean, fart humor is funny. Sometimes they sound uh too comical and cartoonish for me to not laugh at it.
1: Yeah, like someone brought in like a tape recorder and is like playing (laughs) a fart because it's so
0: perfect. Uh Um,
1: Michaela and I have shared a lot of very small spaces and she used to make fun of my grandpa farts because I would like, you know, I fart in the morning when I pee. It just comes out Uh as well. She's like, oh, there it is. And we were like counting down the days on our last cruise ship when we could like, you know, have space again. She was like, like, love you, but I can't wait to not hear your grandpa farts in the morning. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That tickles me. That is so intimate. It's so intimate. Um, Also, you said tape recorder in Korea, not in the men's room, but in the women's room in public restrooms. It is very common that there's a button on inside the stall that you can push. And it plays a flushing sound. It does not flush your toilet. It plays a flushing sound so you can cover up any bathroom sounds that you might feel a bruin.
1: And they're usually playing some, well, I don't, I've never been to Korea. I can't speak on that. But in Japan, uh, they also have this flushing sound mechanism and they also play like ambient music, um,
0: you know, basically spa music in the
1: bathroom to help uh, hear less of what's going on in the other stalls.
0: It's wow. very, I- very kind. I don't know if that is as common in Korea. Um I just I think of two things when I think of Korean public bathrooms. I think of the flushing button which everyone always talks about and I thought was the biggest load of shit that we didn't have that in the men's room. And then also they um instead of like liquid soap in most public bathrooms like even in the metro, they have one like solid like bar of soap that's attached to a rod on the wall. So everyone has to use the same like slimy um, like cake of soap Ew. to wash your hands. I'm like, this is gross to me. <laughs> I really, really don't like it. No, I don't like that either. Um, Listen,
1: we did an abysmal job at enforcing our moratorium on poop. Um, in fact, that's <laughs> all we've talked about so far. So, I'm mm. going to take a quick left turn. Oh, great. Cam, please, tell
0: me you've got a gayest moment to share with us all. Um, I suppose I do, so.
1: Gay. 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 Gay.
0: All right, I I don't know if mine is particularly gay, but you know, what really is gay, right? Um this it's penis related. It's gay based on our interpretation, so I'm willing to accept a lot of things here. Okay, well, I pulled a cam this week. Uh and my gayest moment <laughs> is um accidentally <laughs> letting my genitals fall through a a hole in my pants which happened once before uh, <laughs> uh, it was a, a an actual mistake this time well i mean it was last time too so you'll recall in an earlier episode i was wearing uh shorts with a hole in them and uh i think i showed my entire neighborhood uh my balls and yeah this you were
1: hanging brain <laughs>
0: Oh, you remember my turns of phrase so well. It's like tattooed in my memory. So I was I was doing some work around the house and I threw on my work pants that are just torn to shit and covered in paint and all that stuff. Um, and I had just taken off my shorts from the, from the gym um, that have like built-in underwear and thrown on these jeans without putting on underwear because who cares? I'm at my own house. Um, and so – i didn't realize that i put on a pair that has a big old hole in the crotch and so i was like working for probably like an hour and i um sat on the floor cross-legged <laughs> and i had like the very shocking sensation of like my dick tip hitting the hardwood floor I don't say dick tip <laughs> <laughs> and it made me shriek and then cackle out loud i was like ah and i looked down <laughs> It's just big old gaping hole. I mean, it's pretty much wearing crotchless panties around the house. Really the kind of pants that require underwear. And I just had okay. neglected what had happened. So you certainly
1: don't have to be gay to have that experience. Uh, you just have to have a penis. But I do think the little shriek you added makes it a bit gayer.
0: I mean, yeah, you you don't have the sensation of something like cold and hard touching your dick tip very often. So it was like pretty shocking. Mm. You um, try and avoid it for sure. You. Do- <laughs> One does. Uh, so yeah, it was it was really funny. And then I or it was really funny to me. Uh, no one else was around. So I had a good old chuckle and, you know, stuffed it back in the hole and went on with my day. So I do stuffed it back in the <laughs> hole. You're really you're you're dripping pearls right now. <laughs> dripping pearls.
1: I had a professor say that once about like when someone's speaking someone who knows what they're talking about and they're mm-hmm. like really letting out beautiful language on a topic uh, <laughs> um, that they're letting pearls out.
0: Yeah, what a beautiful, um, evocative, and true way of describing what just happened. So, yeah, I it was it was gay only in that it related to my genitals, and my genitals are 100% gay, six on the Kinsey scale. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's what I got for this week. So, what about you? Did you put, um, put your dick on anything? <laughs> Tried not to. Um, my
1: gayest <laughs> moment is, um, it's a Weibo moment. She, we're talking last
0: night, and she's telling me she wants to lose weight and be healthier. Um, How old is she? Most old people I know are just happy to, like, I don't know, just kind of enjoy their life at this point.
1: She's 88, but, you know, uh, feels like she could have a better quality of life with a little less weight. She's got, like her bones always hurt is what she says. I think that's arthritis, but she's like, my bones hurt is the way that comes out. Um, and I think that would just ease her uh, pain a little bit in that way. Okay, anyway, I understand. so I was, she said this to me and I was like, Oh, I'm trying to eat healthier too. And I'm working out more. It's like, it's good. Everyone should do that. And, uh, she then was like, Oh yeah, you definitely should. And I was like, Uh-huh. Um <laughs> and she was like, You have Fucking a beautiful grandma. face and I know. She's like, You're you're so you're so beautiful, you're so handsome. If you had a body to match, you the guys would be uh, grabbing you up. She was like, it Oh, it was my very God. sweet. Um, that's her that's she, not sweet. <laughs> the sweetness is like the innocuous um attempts at me finding a guy. Like we never I never came out to my grandma. I'm sure my mom told her or she figured, but she's always talked to oh, me. Okay. Uh huh. Since I've been out, out uh, about gay things, but she's like, "You get guys left and right." Um, and she was <laughs> like, "If you looked like those guys from TV, like you, there'd be no stopping
0: you." Basically. Oh, so and so Ebo's was- like a strong subscriber of like toxic gay body culture. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh
1: huh. <laughs> No, I didn't see it that way because I, I understood what she meant. She's like if I'm you... still not, I
0: still don't think this is nice. I know. No, it
1: doesn't sound nice, but she wasn't like disparaging my body. She was just saying that like it would be the extra cherry on top of an already great package. Like, for instance, you and I were drooling over Nick Jonas last week and it was not because we love his new song.
0: So Weebo's telling you if you had Nick Jonas's arms, you'd be batting cock away left and right. She was very close to that exact language. <laughs> I, I, oh my God, I love your filthy old grandma. It
1: was, I, I, the intention was very sweet. And you can tell she's in, her moods are very specific. I can always read her. Um, so she meant,
0: she meant well. You've alluded to it before that you could always tell what direction Weebo's coming from. And it really does depend on her mood because it could go either way with her. So I like that it was oh, coming from a good place.
1: <laughs> yeah. It could have been like, well, you know, now you know why you're single and yeah. that's on you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Maybe I should start a podcast with her.
0: Oh, think... man, you are uh, threatening to start new podcasts left and right. My friend, my favorite friend's journal is coming up soon, starring Gabriella. Mm-hmm. My favorite grandma's journal <laughs> coming up, <laughs> starring Weibo. Um Speaking of all these new
1: podcasts, have you got any new recs for us? My content rec for this week is a podcast. Oh, we don't do that very often because we try not to divert attention from this podcast, but I'll let it slide for now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This one's very different from what we do, so um, I feel really, really good um, recommending it. Also, it's in its fourth season, so it's not new. A lot of people probably know about this, but this recommendation came by way of my brother-in-law. And this podcast is called um, Imagined Life. Um, It's from Wondery, which is an amazing... um, amazing podcast network that does really, really like beautiful, highly produced stuff. The whole premise of the show is pretty simple. It's like a voice actor is telling you a story from like a first person perspective. So, um, like you are the person they're describing and it's a famous person, but they don't tell you who it is until the very end. It's like, uh, you wake up and it's, you know, Brooklyn, New York, 1982, and you're in your apartment, blah, blah, blah. And just kind of explains it that way and tells someone's (laughs) like life story or career story. Um, and how they got to be a famous person. And it's so interesting. I think it's beautiful storytelling. It's very fun to listen to. But the whole point of listening is like trying to figure out who they're talking about before they reveal who this person is. Um, and so it's it's really fun and like uh, just interesting. And the, the episode my brother-in-law recommended, which I will recommend to our listeners without any spoilers, it's in season three and the episode title is called The Orphan. Um, and it is just really interestingly told. It's like maybe 45 minutes i would say um and it's a, a really really beautiful episode i liked it so much that i'm going to go back to the beginning and start listening to this whole series cuz i just think it's so interesting and it's very active listening cuz you're trying to pick up on clues the whole time uh which is also just it's fun because sometimes i tend to like zone out if it's just people chatting but this is like a produced piece of entertainment and it's gorgeous
1: this sounds right up my alley um a uh, dramatized nonfiction you know yeah
0: for sure so um i i recommend that episode of that podcast season 3 the orphan imagined life um and i want you to listen to it and report back to me um who you think it is and when you found out
1: all right i definitely will um i have some content to recommend as well last night i watched nomad land with francis mick and it's it gave me a similar vibe as have you ever seen into the wild
0: I read the book. I did not see the movie, but yeah, I know what you're talking
1: about. Oh, the movie's great. Anyway, it's that vibe of like, just the outdoorsiness of it and the Uh the real focus on an individual and kind of their journey. Okay. Um, It's very, very indie art filmy, but still like, you Uh know, mainstream enough that it's It's like a major studio
0: picture. Yeah, it's a, it's it's like an award film this year.
1: The entire cast, except for McDormand, was um, actual people living this nomad life. People who are van dwellers. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. So folks who, travel around the country getting kind of gig work when they can, but otherwise live in vans or recreational vehicles or camp or whatever. Um, and it like just kind of focuses on that chosen life. And even when they have options of living in you know, lush homes, it's um, it does not f- fulfill them in the same way. And it kind of explains that calling. But it, but it is the,
0: scripted, right? It's not a documentary.
1: Yes, it is scripted. But what is cool is that everyone else are, these, are really... Mm-hmm. Um, people from real life who do this and they ha- they use the real names one character named Swanky is really a woman named Swanky who does this that's amazing one guy Bob Wells um, I had actually heard an NPR uh, report on him before I saw this movie and didn't realize he was connected to it but he has been running a website and like a, a blog and a YouTube show for a decade or so now he kind of was forced into a nomad life and then was like ah this is the life I would choose if I realized it was here and so he's in the movie and he's kind of a guru of the lifestyle and helps folks learn how to do it I just thought it was really really cool um, it's a great movie night movie you know yeah, okay. bowl of
0: popcorn glass of wine I'm very much looking forward to that because you know with the Oscars coming up delayed this year in April um, we got nothing but time to get through any nominated films right so I'm gonna like try to make a schedule of movie nights for Peter and I to get through that sounds kind of lame but I always miss a few movies like usually the past couple years like maybe two or three i have never i've not seen by the time they get to uh, academy awards and uh really no excuse this year because they're all fucking streaming
1: i don't know sometimes not having not having the trip to the theater makes it like less enticing i'm like i guess i'll I go turn this on you i know? know i
0: have to go to fucking texas to watch a go to a movie theater to watch them all <laughs> just kidding <laughs> never going to texas uh Yikes. oh okay real quick before we get into the journal I have a um, – it's not a recommendation, but it's kind of a calling. You know how I like to ask our listeners things. I was texting one of my good Judies that lives in Texas the other day right after Greg Abbott came out and said, we're open to 100%. Fuck the mask mandate, blah, blah, blah. And I wanted – I'm going to cut this episode to right after Greg Abbott came out and then just <laughs> move on. Please do. Sorry, keep going. Please do. Um, And I wanted to text her and say, like, what is your fucking governor up to? And I wanted to call him something. Um, I ended up calling him a cum stain because I couldn't think of anything else nasty to call him. I realized all my curse words, all my worst curse words They all are based in misogyny. They're all like very anti-woman. They're either about a woman's behavior or about her genitals. And I I hate that those are like the strongest words I know to call someone. Um, It is so cultural for us and it is so ingrained. And I do feel like I'm probably behind the times on this. I, I try like you and I call each other bitch all the time. And that's just like a kind of like a gay slang thing, I guess but calling someone that in earnest or a, a word that's based in misogyny in earnest is really gross and i want it completely out of my head i want it out of my instincts but my my challenge is i need good one syllable strong language words to call someone like greg abbott who is a total fucking cum smear and (laughs) something that rolls off the tongue though you know like i like two syllables is even too much it's not like punchy that's why four letter words are so impactful because close uh, of
1: consonants quick yeah fuck exactly
0: yes (laughs) (laughs) we really shouldn't say those things anymore so um i do think that those words are out there. They might be in a foreign language, but if anyone has some good replacement curse words to call someone like Greg Abbott, who's a total schmegma <laughs> breath, schmegma breath doesn't roll off the tongue. Does anyone know what the German word for schmegma breath is? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great call to
1: action. I'll put a questions up on Instagram. I'm not going to be able to share the responses, I don't think, on Instagram, <laughs> but we can share the responses on the podcast once we get them. <laughs>
0: um, all right. Thanks, friend. I appreciate your help with this. And thanks, listeners, in advance. Uh, on that note, let's get into the journal, eh? Hey. (laughs) Let's get into the journal, eh? (laughs) My God, I miss Canadian Share.
1: I was gonna say if you know, you know, but that's that's all there is to it. It's Canadian Share.
0: Come on. Welcome back to my best friend's journal. I'm Cam and we're in April 15th of 2016. Mike, where were we?
1: (laughs) Oh fuck off. I
0: don't know. Why, I just felt like you needed to hear that. <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> I
0: probably did. Honestly, it's good for my ego.
1: Um, I honestly don't remember at all. Oh, I was ushering Broadway shows and starting to train. I think for a summer waiting job.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh, all right. So April fifteenth, twenty sixteen. You went in for WW no WSS at New Canaan. What West Side Story at a theater? Uh, oh, gotcha uh saying something's coming and maria hit the b flat and was very proud no callback but i felt decent about it okay that's a good attitude yeah, but that's not a great uh
1: like j- just hitting a note like really shouldn't be a goal in anyone's audition b flat that's that's up there my friend yeah um, right. i bet it wasn't pretty i'm like yeah i'm hitting it and they're like he's hitting it oh <laughs>
0: Well, you felt good about it. So feel proud of yourself in retrospect, please. Relax at home with kick and mick. Been studying for summer garden test and songs for L Live submission. You had to do a test? Oh, like a menu test.
1: Yes, there's always a menu test. And <laughs> I do think it is um it does make for a better waiter and an easier time if you know the menu Mm -hmm. because you're going to get the worst fucking questions but you're going to get terrible questions that you need to find answers for anyway and it just like really grinds my gears to study for a job i really don't want that's going to be awful there
0: is something like grossly indignant about taking a menu home to study Mm. most of which you're not going to eat as a vegan so Mm -hmm. like that there's like a like even further indignity to that not my fave it does make it hard to always have to lie like what's your favorite i'm like
1: the guacamole uh, i mean the steak i love the steak <laughs> Get it. Uh,
0: i do hate it when a waiter can't answer a single question about the menu though and they have obviously not taken a menu test because sometimes you have, you have questions you're like what is in this it's important april 17th training in the morning so much info to memorize tried to record maria maria for el live but was it was too much Decided, I can't leave the country for a year anyway.
1: Why? I don't know why I said I can't travel for a year. Maybe, I mean, I just moved into this apartment, and I do love this apartment Mm. and my company, and I think, you know, it's all still new, so the idea of just, like, bailing and going for a year was maybe not what I wanted at the moment.
0: Do want to travel, though. Reminisced through this journal with Mick and Kick and Wine.
1: (laughs) That was the first attempt at my best friend's journal.
0: (laughs) reminiscing um, in this journal. So I am starting to do that for the very first time because I'm in year two of my five year journal. I've mentioned it before. Thank you to my friend Mike for that beautiful birthday gift. So I uh, am like glancing back up to last year, which, you know, full fucking like re-traumatization of the beginning of COVID. It's very shocking to read Yeah, through. what a year to start. Uh, Uh huh. And I'm having like a a weird, like morbid fascination of watching it all unfold. So like our, our house sold a year ago and Peter was moving to Australia and I'm, I'm all these little, I mean, it's a, you know, one line a day. So it's all these little bits of like things getting crazy, headlines getting really dark. Uh, I, I glanced ahead just into the next two weeks, actually this morning as I was catching up with the journal and it was, um, seems like this COVID thing is getting really real, Social distancing is a new phrase that we're all learning. Like, all these kinds of things. I'm like, oh, God, it's too soon. I'm disgusted. (laughs) I'm disgusted. Talk about reminiscing. Our listeners reach out all the
1: time with almost exactly that when they start listening. When they started listening after the pandemic started, like, we're hearing about all your plans and all the things you guys are excited for along the way. And we know it's all going to come crashing. And they're just, like, waiting for the episode Uh where we're like, never mind about everything we're excited about. (laughs)
0: it was a year ago um next week that they did the first stay at- home order and peter had just left for uh, Australia you were at my house and we were just like staying at home the world was shut down and we recorded our theme song with recorders that i found in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> What a treat for everyone. I know, man. We had we had fun while we could. It lasted for about a week. I remember that. We we're like, let's keep morale up. LOL. It's been a year. Mm-hmm. Like, we left morale in, in the first March. I know. I was like working out at home and doing puzzles. Like, this is going to be fine. It's actually kind of nice to stay at home. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Some forced me time. <laughs> fucking ignorant.
1: Now I'm in a fucking me prison.
0: <laughs> oh, live from my me prison. April 18th. Training was long because of some idiot asking stupid questions. (laughs) How do you really fucking hate it? Really hoping I make good money working almost every day. Watched drag race with kick. Oh, you guys are so cute. Then picked makeup at subway emailed alive to tell them I'll submit in half a year.
1: Watching Drag Race with
0: Kick is like adorable because that kick is definitely only watching it because
1: I want to. Uh-huh. So thanks, Kick.
0: Um <laughs> He is such a sweet, generous friend.
1: And yes, I think I, you know, never want to I never want to throw any options away. So I'm like, I will get back to you in just enough time to <laughs> six um,
0: months. I mean that's quite a that's not so long if, if they're year contracts, you know. Ah, that's true. I forgot that it was a year contract.
1: Um that reminds me by the way, I meant to say this about Nomad Land. Um Bob Wells that the guy in the movie who also is, you know, a guru van dweller said something that I really resonated with, which was part of the main reason I loved it. He said, um, he never says goodbye to people. He always just says, I'll see you down the road. Cause these people always meet up again. And I'm like, that is like, really encapsulates a lot of what I've been doing, like never living in a van. Although I did threaten to live in a tiny home for a very long time. Um, and I just was like, yeah, that's, that's how I usually feel. Like I, I crossed a lot of paths again, so I don't love goodbyes.
0: You're such a fucking complicated person in a really good way. But, like, you've very personally connected with Fran Lebowitz and Nomadland, which I think are, are quite different. Like, the you know, this guy that lives in a van down by the river, a la Chris Farley, and Fran Lebowitz are, like, the <laughs> two people that are, like, the most like you these days. So um, it's... I don't
1: know. I mean, this man looks like Santa Claus and, like, shits in a 10-gallon bucket, so we're not
0: that similar. (laughs) I think they call that a gruber, Um, at least when you're on a raft. That's what they call it.
1: Oh, I've never shit on a raft before,
0: although I was always worried about (laughs) it because— You don't do it uh, on the raft. It's when you (laughs) you (laughs) get—you have to take it, you know, in the raft with you, (laughs) but—
1: You do it on the raft in uh, certain cruise ship scenarios. That was something I was always horrified about. The crew on certain ships, if there's not enough lifeboats, go in these, like— big rafts essentially Uh with like a a roof on it and they have a bucket that the 20 of you who are in that um shared space would use to shit in you'd all
0: pass it around and shit and (laughs) (laughs) now it's the shitting hour get ready we're passing it around (laughs) poop poop pass motherfucker
1: (laughs) uh yeah and i just was always like i am gonna titanic this shit so hard i'm no longer a crew member i'm gonna rip my badge off and get in a fucking boat i'm not shitting in a bucket
0: also fuck that okay i'm not gonna like i get the like leave no trace if you're on a trail or something the ocean is full of poop just put your ass (laughs) over the side and poop in the goddamn ocean with the whales
1: okay imagine imagine we couldn't poop with people like we express difficulty pooping when we know other people are around. Imagine uh-huh. pooping while making
0: eye contact with 19 other crew members. <laughs> okay, so everyone could at least turn around. You're pooping in a bucket with making eye contact. I'd rather at least stick my ass over the edge of a boat, or um, if you know you're not in shark infested <laughs> waters, like maybe just you know jump in for a little swim, swim and pinch. That's true.
1: Huh. I guess you'd have probably more things to worry about if you're in the situation where you're stuck in this fucking raft at sea uh-huh. than just the poop. Um, so. I guess that's a problem I'm going to choose to not worry about for now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Since you don't work on cruise ships anymore. Uh, (laughs) Oh, man. Pooping in a bucket on a raft. (music) April 19th. uh, You went home to your hometown to vote for Bernie in the primary. Oh. Ah, uh, how did that go? Oh, <laughs> only time will tell. Uh, by the way, speaking of my journal, um, it's all about me. This episode, uh, two weeks ago now, when this comes out, it'll be two weeks ago. Um, I was a year out from Super Tuesday, and I had a, a funny entry. It was like Super Tuesday. Biden seems to be surging. Seems weird, but here we are. <laughs> it was just. I had a similar entry. I was like, "Well, Pete just fucking quit, and everyone
1: ran to Joe, <laughs> son of a bitch."
0: Vine <laughs> was much less uh, opinionated, more like, "This is strange," but I guess it's the way it's going. But hey, I am Joe's
1: doing a pretty good job in my book. He is. There's lots of things I would prefer, but I also understand the government with which he is working and there's only so much that he himself can do and i think he is um balancing that line really well
0: i was talking to peter about this yesterday because um you know i I see a lot on online about like here are all the things that you know the democrats promised to do in the primary and like here are the ways that they're falling short and yes we are not to the place where uh we, we are not getting all the things that everyone hopes, but we also don't have, like, the full control of the government like we had hoped. Um, I mean, we do, but by very narrow margins and with, like, a lot of moderates that are really holding shit up from a progressive agenda. Mm-hmm. So I get that people are a little outraged about this because for four years, we watched an administration pretty much take a lot that we held dear and sledgehammer it apart with no finesse and no no care for the future. And we want our comeuppance. Now, if there's a Democrat in the fucking White House, we want someone to come in and... I don't know, rebuild with the same abandon or take a sledgehammer to the last legacy or whatever metaphor you want to use. We want to see things happen as quickly as we saw them deconstructed. And that is just not the nature of things. It's so much easier to tear apart. It's
1: like anything else. It's like cooking a meal. You eat it in 10 minutes. It took you an hour to cook, uh cleaning your house and destroying it again after a party. Like it it, takes no time to deconstruct.
0: You're right. But it takes forever to build. And so um, it is it is just a scenario where you have to keep perspective or else you will feel like. Uh, there nothing is moving we are moving in the right direction as, as far as you and i are concerned it's just it is going slower and it's going to take more time and more compromise than we would prefer
1: and i would actually say that like while it feels painfully slow because we are living each of these days it to me seems like we are going at record fucking speed he's been in office for less than three months and minutes ago they passed the most progressive stimulus bill in american history you're and right even yeah. though you know each day in a pandemic feels like torture in the context of history, it's actually, it feels like record speed.
0: Yeah. I appreciate you and your perspective on these things. Thank you. Um, okay. Sorry. Back to April 19th. You went home, you voted for Bernie wasted a vote. Just kidding. Dad finally told me that he isn't working at the place where he was working, but lied about why he's painting now. I'm shocked that he would lie to me. That's
1: out of character, but Uh, I (laughs) (laughs) I
0: had nothing else to say. I
1: was like, please interrupt me. Please interrupt me. But I, um, I don't know how I knew this at this point, but he um, had to tell his employer that he was under investigation. And so they fired him, mm-hmm. um, but he lied and said something else like they were like downsizing or something.
0: OK, so wait a second. You might have known because the police showed up and you knew he was under investigation for things that like had to do with this job. And he told you maybe he just told you like like made up some excuse, but you knew that he was under investigation. I don't know. Like that that makes sense that you would understand if it like you could smell a lie a mile away.
1: Yeah, and also where I you know, the final moments before it all falls to shit, so I can probably start to uh, pick up on
0: these lies much more easily. Yeah. Um April 20th, 420 baby. Pew 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 Woo <laughs> Double Show ushering day. Got baked. No just kidding you didn't say that. After taking oh. early bus in from Albany back and forth to apartment between the show. Well didn't even mention 420. Um, Let's see here. April 21st. Eh, It's boring. April 22nd. (laughs) First day at work. It's pretty unorganized, but I def know my shit. Uh, You met with one of your childhood friends before work. Um, She's getting a divorce, too. Why does everyone get divorced? Maybe it's good I'm single. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a way to look at that. I think... First of all, it's difficult to have a nuanced
1: understanding of the topic without having been in a very serious relationship, but I do think that sometimes divorce is the absolute right decision, and sometimes it is probably not, but either way, yep. I mean, Dan Savage says it all the time. A successful relationship does not have to end in death. Like, you can get a divorce and still have had a successful relationship. Well which over
0: half now do, so.
1: I think it's super helpful to hear for, you know, someone who who knows that divorce might be the right answer, but, like, feels like they don't want to throw away all the time they've already put in. Right. Definitely get, as soon as you know that you should get divorced,
0: please get divorced.
1: <laughs> not you. I'm not speaking to you. <laughs> One in general. Like the- I know
0: I did take it a little personally, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. Okay. On April 23rd, bed as soon as I got home. Long, terrible day. <laughs> I'm a fucking ray of sunshine. Um, April 24th, Claire came over again to see the apartment, worked and made a couple hundred bucks. It's easy now, but I never like waiting tables. You had drinks at Blockheads with Nick after work. Who is Nick?
1: Oh, oh my God. That's my first time hanging out with my very good friend, Nick. Oh, gross. Is this the other gay in your life? (laughs) Yeah. Cam Cam has never met Nick, but he hates him with a fiery passion. Um, Uh,
0: We have a a long standing rivalry. (laughs) There's
1: like a hundred people who worked at this rock center summer gig, and Nick and I just like clicked right away. And then and we lived like two blocks from each other, so we were watching drag Race together when we lived near each other, and just like hung out a bunch. And he's super cool. We still talk at least once a week. Um, oh, so you, you, you clicked is, with Nick? <laughs> yeah, actually, I first approached him to start this podcast, and when he wasn't available, I came to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> that's not true at all. Um, we don't have the history. Well,
0: I'm glad that you clicked with nick while you're living with mick and cake sick mm. that was actually that april was 25th <laughs> thanks
1: oh i wish it was april 26th <laughs> and we were british <laughs>
0: neither of those things are true i'm not skipping this day it's very interesting you got cut from work early it's very slow in the spring spent night at home with mick and kick but not nick well they packed (laughs) for cali tomorrow apartment alone might be nice for a little bit oh yeah walk around naked jerk off on everything rub your dick on their pillows oh my god (laughs) cap april 26th got offered soulmates at sea so the soulmate
1: show from florida um Culturally
0: appropriated. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. That one. It. Uh. They now have a small, a scaled down cruise ship show where you just go and you're a guest on a ship, unlike what I was doing in previous cruise ship contracts. So I go and, and hang out and do all the guest things and, and just do a show twice. Very, very easy. And uh, my a couple of my friends from the original Florida gig did it with me so it was a fun gig
0: that honestly sounds ideal you're not stuck on a ship for forever you can go like you know see some Caribbean or whatever the fuck ports and just it was Alaska
1: which is I hadn't been to Alaska so that was fun
0: god this is probably the time in our life when we were the least connected because I every time you talk about this I learn a new detail I'm like damn I knew nothing about this gig and I think it's so cool
1: it was Um, actually a
0: very very hot
1: mess um but it was fun okay (laughs) okay
0: So you met with Amy, Mike, and David. I know these people. They are all uh, important to the show in some way or another
1: um, on the Lower East Side. Don't give Amy that credit. Amy and I have gotten into <laughs> a habit. Um, we like to we like to race each other to whoever's going to hang up on the other first, sometimes very abrupt. So today she called me. and gave her the finger and hung up, and then I had to call her back and start from scratch. But it's worth the effort. Uh, okay,
0: good. I'm really glad that it is <laughs> um, on the 28th. Day off, thank God. Finally went to Trader Joe's. Looked into ordering some green. Oh. Wink, wink. Oh, (laughs) green. Uh, You watched Transparent. Was by myself most of the day. Jerked off and making kicks room.
1: Huh. I feel like I didn't write that.
0: every time you mentioned being alone in the apartment all i can think of is Man, like freedom to masturbate know, in the living room
1: i um really give you a lot of power here that i guess i'm only noticing now on episode <laughs> 90 that
0: you could just say whatever and i'm like huh i don't remember that okay i guess so you're right <laughs> and that's in a power that i have not yet fully explored so uh gird your loins on the 29th of april brunch for emily's birthday at sarah beth's east side with amy good lord that's a lot of female names expensive as fuck, but fun. Yeah. A
1: brunch place on the Upper East Side named Sarah (laughs) Beth's. No fucking kidding.
0: (gasps) Okay. April 30th, last day of the month. Are you ready? Oh, 30 dates, half September, April, June, and November. (laughs) I never learned that little rhyme. I always did the thing with my knuckles. If you put your hands together.
1: No, I don't know that one. I know 30 dates, Thirty days hath September, April, June, and November. Tell well, me the knuckle yes. trick.
0: You know, children love things that have Shakespearean English in them to remember things like days of months. Um, you put your hands <laughs> together in fists. Oh, uh,
1: lick my taint, Shepard. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs>
0: yeah, January and that. So the tall ones have thirty-one days. January, February, March. Ah, but April. so you have
1: to remember that fact. But tall, the other tall way has gives you most. all the information.
0: No, it. no, no, no. You don't have to remember anything okay. because up means the most. It's like an up arrow.
1: All right, fine. Well, I'm going to keep mine. You keep yours. Okay, well. I still use it. Like, I, I will recite it in my head if I'm trying to figure I, out. That I last still stand on the
0: street, the street corner and proclaim that every time.
1: 30 days, half September!
0: <laughs> 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 Your poor fucking neighbors. <laughs> oh, Lord in heaven. All right. Anyway, April 30th, last day of the month. Long day. You worked at the summer garden from nine to three. That's not that long. Oh, then you ushered. Dude, you go do it? And trust me. <laughs> then you ushered uh, something rotten. God, you got to be getting sick of that show. Uh, finished season one of Transparent, and then had a full-on war with nosy as fuck upstairs neighbor. Do you remember that at all? Nosy as
1: fuck. Noisy. I spelled it wrong.
0: Oh no, it says noisy. I read it wrong. Noisy as fuck oh. upstairs neighbor. Sorry, I guess I wanted them like, to be noisy. Nosy.
1: What are they doing? Like like slipping down one of those like cans <laughs> on a string to outside my room, trying
0: to like listen in. You found them outside your door with a glass held up. No, uh, why? <laughs> how did you wage war on your noisiest fuck neighbor?
1: I probably just proclaimed
0: the the days in a month. <laughs> April, June. I bought a megaphone and I did my Shakespeare. And November. <laughs> so listen, that's enough journal for this week. Do we hear from any listeners before we say bye bye?
1: Yeah, we did. We got a message from a new listener, Gabriel, on Instagram. He said, I'm obsessed with this podcast, only on episode five, and I look like a lunatic walking around the city howling in laughter whilst listening to this. Thank you for the much-needed entertainment and joy during this winter lockdown. I love people. People think they are... Looking so crazy laughing. I laugh in public all the time. I think it's pretty normal. Well, you, you're on the
0: phone or listening to something. You and I are both very comfortable looking like idiots in public, so that's no problem. I mean, you, that's you danced true. through a plaza at Disneyland, despite the fact that you're not even a dancer. Um, I dare say this Gabriel fellow lives across the pond because, first of all, ain't no such thing as winter lockdown here in the epicenter of the global <laughs> pandemic. We don't
1: believe in public health measures.
0: We, we certainly <laughs> do not. Um, also, whilst is a, a genteel way of speaking that you know most americans would forego he also finished with ps i had one of them western shirts with pearl buttons too can totally
1: relate this is an early episode but i think he's talking about those like uh like red plaid shirts we both have with those yeah. like snap buttons mine
0: was blue and i talked about scraping up the pearls as i shimmied under a fence as part of a really varsity level walk of shame oh
1: yeah that's the one you said ended with a nasty surprise at ihop it was all over your arm oh, you said
0: moving you had... right
1: along did we hear it from <laughs> anyone else we did we got a message from michelle on instagram and i just thought it was hysterical she sent us a warning she said please be careful um, and attached a meme of a guy in a gurney and his way into an ambulance that says, tried to suck my own dick. Um,
0: <laughs> so oh. she is
1: actually concerned that the two of us are really, really working on sucking our own dicks and could really hurt ourselves. So thank
0: you for that concern. I was just about to be mad that you're going to read a meme aloud, but that one paid off. <laughs> it's, it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> uh, all right, Mike, thank you very much for that. And thank you for everyone who chose to write in and share things on in the internet with us. We love you guys. Um, if you want more of My Best Friends Journal, you can find us online at MyBestFriendsJournal.com. You should follow us on Instagram. Send us a message there. Uh, and you can also email us at MyBestFriendsJournal at gmail.com if you're one of those healthy people that doesn't have social media.
1: As always, please rate, review, subscribe. Uh, it is the best way to get this show out
0: there. And we so appreciate you doing that for us. All right, Mikey. That does it for this week. Until next time, always remember... Parents, normalize pooping in public. Like, Like in the restroom, though. I mean, whatever, honestly. <laughs> Um,
1: anything else I'm missing? Dignity. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs)